Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Veterans Day may be over, but today we're going to talk about our veteran advocates' resilience and continuing to serve veterans all year long. We've got veterans and veterans advocates from Detroit, the Upper Peninsula, and other areas of Michigan talking about the importance of serving veterans. To them and to all of us, every day should be Veterans Day. Joining us to talk about that today is uh, Tracy Triplett, the 2021 uh, State of Michigan Veteran of the Year and 2022 UP Veteran of the Year. Tracy is a Marine veteran. Dick Chapman, former department commander of the Michigan American Legion, life member of the Vietnam Veterans of America and founder of the Detroit Veterans Day Parade, which just celebrated its 17th year. And finally, Jeff Ukis, president of the Michigan Bikers Helping Veterans, a nonprofit that's been supporting veterans year-round for more than 15 years. We have a great show, and we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. So today's show, we're talking about some of the great support we've seen and we saw during Veterans Day, uh, but we'll also look ahead and discuss how continuing support of our veterans' families is really crucial every day of the year. You know, um, I don't know how many of you all heard thank you for your service, and that that thank you for your service could have been in the form of a veterans discount. I know Myers did discounts on groceries for 10% off. There were just a ton of discounts out there, places that you can just eat. I mean, you definitely don't need to go hungry if you're a veteran on Veterans Day, but, you know, I I think that's part of the challenge, right? Making sure that um, veterans aren't going hungry, they're not going, uh, they're not going jobless, they're not going educationless, they're not, you know, they're 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 not without a home as well. And so, and that's an everyday challenge for people like me and my team at the MVAA, as well as veterans advocates out there. <laughs> and so, I've been across this state. Um, several times and in several different places over the past month, really. And, you know, I was in Detroit for Veterans Day Parade. And again, um, a dedication of a Veterans Memorial. I've been in Lansing for the Military Veterans Gala and the Capitol event for Veterans Recognition Day. And, you know, even in Kalamazoo uh, for their big Veterans Day celebration among some of the other events. And then back, back in Muskegon on the west side for Veterans Day events. And, the, the challenges and the issues are the same. You know, um, veterans are proud of their service, but sometimes we're so proud that we don't want to ask for help. And it's great to be able to have people out there who are willing to help a veteran and not just through their words, but through their actions as well. We see that with organizations like the veteran service organizations, the American Legions, VS, you know, VFW, um, DAV, the VVA. We see that in the VA the federal VA and their advocacy and working for veterans. We see that in the the staff and the volunteers and the contractors and the buddy-to-buddy coordinators that serve within the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency as well. Everybody wants to do their part and everybody wants to help serve a veteran. But I just want to continue to remind everyone that Veterans Day, Memorial Day, all of these days that we have that honor veterans are just one day out of the year and they're veterans that that uh, I could be good today on Veterans Day, but need some support tomorrow. And so we just need to remember and recognize that it's important that we continue to do the work. So how can you maybe continue to do that work? Well, if you're a business, you can start by asking 
your your people who come into the store, so your customers and your clients, have you or your family member served in the military? That's part of that's part of thanking a veteran for their their service because one, when you ask that question, it 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 brings back at least hopefully the memory of why they joined, and then the great times that they may have had in service. But the other piece is is that in asking that question, you're you may elicit a response. And if you know where to send those individuals who need additional supports and resources outside of whatever service you're providing, then you really are doing a service. So you know what? Take the challenge. Ask the question. Ask, have you or your family member served? And then when they say yes, well, say, hey, you know what? You're here for your your business and to do this thing here. But, you know, if you ever need any additional resources, call 1-800-MISHVET. And I challenge you to write that number down, save it in your phone, put it on your, I don't know, does anybody still have a Rolodex? Put it in your Rolodex, 1-800-642-4838. That's the number. And if you are a person who likes to use um, an app, you can download the YMI app, that's Y Michigan app on Android, or, or you can um, download it on um, iPhone. And you could utilize that to reach a veteran service officer, employment opportunities, educational opportunities, or even just to reach out to us through Check on My Vet, which is a excellent opportunity if you are a veteran or you know a veteran who may be needing to, to figure out what they're eligible for, you can fill that out and we can give them a call. So those are things that you can do. You can... Um, you can continue to, to, to understand and learn veteran language. And, and you can do that by becoming a Michigan Veteran Connector. So all of that, what we talked about, asking the question, getting those veterans connected to resources, that's all a part of our Michigan Veteran Connector initiative. And with that comes some amazing free training opportunities through Psych Armor to learn more about military culture. And so there are so many different ways. If you're an employer who employs people, more than one person, then you can become a, a Michigan um, veteran-friendly employer. And that's huge. It doesn't require you to pay for anything, but it does require you to get a little bit more educated on veterans. If you're a school who, who is eligible for a GI Bill, you can become a veteran-friendly school as well. So there are so many different ways that you can serve. And if you're out there and you know a veteran and you know that somebody may be struggling or they need assistance, what can you do if you're not a business or a school? You can reach out to us at 1-800-MISHVET through our check on my vet and we can get them connected. I'm so excited to have the guest on that we have that we have coming on today, Tracy Triplett. We have uh, we have Jeff Yukis. Uh, we have and and finally we have um, our last guest, Dick Chapman, or our second guest, Dick Chapman. I couldn't get that out <laughs> um, to talk about what they're doing across the state and how they're continuing to advocate, but also how you can continue to serve veterans in your communities. So I challenge you, I ask you to take the challenge and, I, and I'm and i gonna ask you at the end of this to remember what is that number? Cause I'm not gonna say it, I'm gonna ask you what the number is. And hopefully you shout it out to whoever's around you, the number that we've been saying for all of these uh, several months. Again, finally, if you have an idea and you wanna be a guest on our show, please reach out to us at michigan.gov slash MVAA, you can go to the about section, scroll down at the bottom, and you'll see the veteran's perspective. You can fill that out, and you can tell us about a great idea, something we should be looking into, maybe providing information on, but also if you are a great speaker and you have a great story to tell, we would love to hear from you. So make sure you reach out. Looking forward to, to hearing from you soon. And when we come up back on the veteran's perspective, we'll be speaking with Tracy Triplett. We'll see you after the break.
Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective. Our first guest for today is Tracy Tippett. Tracy served in the Marines from 1987 to 1992 and just celebrated a Marine Corps birthday. Um, she was stationed in Yuma, Arizona as a heavy duty mechanic. She has been employed uh, by True North Federal Credit Union in Ipsling for more than 25 years and currently serves as supervisor of the operations department. Tracy is a true advocate for her fellow veterans. Many of her awards include being named Marquette County Veteran of the Year in 2021, State of Michigan Veteran of the Year in 2021, and UP Veteran of the Year in 2022. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. And, and it's my understanding that you're also a lifetime member of Marine Corps League and a member of the American Legion Post 1114, a board of trustees member for the Marquette County Veterans Alliance and secretary of Marquette Veterans Affairs Committee. Is that true? Yes. All of yeah. the above. Yes. <laughs> and, and you're about to go into a busy season too, being the Toys for Tox coordinator for Marquette County. Yes, yes, we are already starting. We started the beginning of October. So yeah, there's the you know, boots on the ground and we're running. Well, I, I, I guess I have to ask, do you sleep? Uh, not <laughs> much lately with everything going on. <laughs> yeah, you are busy, busy. So, you know, I wanted to start really um, with talking about how you go, how, how you got into advocating for your fellow veterans. So you, you got out of the military in the early 90s. Um, you know, you started advocating, but how did that transition go? And what sparked you to do this? Well, believe it or not, it, it came from somebody putting a flyer on my vehicle when they seen my Marine Corps stickers. And, you know, at that time, they really didn't advertise or tell you when you get out of the service, hey, you should join these military organizations. And so then I looked into it and I found, found our local detachment in Marquette here. And it, it just snowballed from there with everything I've been doing then. Um, that a lot of places they find out, oh, you're, you're a female veteran. Oh, you're a Marine female veteran. Mm -hmm. Oh, you work at a financial institution. So then it, it goes from there, you know, <laughs> so. So what, what do you, what would you say is the best part of continuing to kind of do this work in the veteran space now that you've transitioned? It, it's rewarding for all, for everything that we do. Cause one, you know, we're helping ourselves, making sure we're getting all our bent, our veteran benefits or making sure other veterans know what's out there, what's happening and helping keep our organizations up and running and somewhat running smoothly. And, you know, just to keep everybody informed and then also in a way in regards to our younger veterans then that they don't have to do the fight we're already doing for them. And hopefully, you know, as we continue forward in that, that a lot of this stuff runs more smoothly than all the constant battle and fight we have done previously to get our benefits and rewards. You know, that's, that's great. That's great insight. And I, you know, one of the things we've been talking about on the show today is you know, Veterans Day being every day, like really, how can we serve veterans? How can we advocate for veterans? And so you're out there doing it. There are a lot of people out there, whether they be veterans or civilians that want to serve veterans and they want to do it more than just saying thank you for your service. Um, being in this space for such a, a, a while, um, what what is some advice for those individuals? And 
a lot of these are, you know, a lot of our organizations, we, you know, we do things for the community, um, you know, besides the parades or, you know, we have fundraising, we have benefits and stuff. Go out there and support what we're doing. Um, you know, even like the Toys for Tots program, you know, donate a toy, donate money. You know, it's the constant support that we need. And it's also the younger veterans is what we need to get involved, you know, to help us continue growing. Um, and that's what I would suggest in regards to that. Do you, um, do you ever see, because I, so I think sometimes people are hesitant to want to help. They, they are hesitant because they're like, well, I didn't serve or maybe I'm not a real veteran and I don't know if, I, if I'm going to be, you know, if they're going to want my help. Like, what would you say to that if somebody said that to you? It never hurts to ask. You, you know, just because somebody tells you no doesn't mean somebody else is going to tell you that and could really use your help. You know, in regards to even like a cleanup crew for an event or washing dishes or picking up garbage along the roadside, you know, every organization I belong to, we do not turn down outside help, you know, regardless if you're a veteran or not. My husband's not a veteran, but I got him as my head elf for our Toys for Tots campaign. So, you know, it, it's all good just to ask and, and put yourself out there. You know, you might not need them then, but you could use them down the line for helping out. That's a great point. And so there's, there's, there's room for everybody at the, at the service table for sure. Um, you know, what more do you think we can do just as a collective uh, state, um, as individuals, what, what more do you think we can do to improve or expand veteran advocacy in Michigan? I mean, there, there's always, I mean, there's always something, there's always something that you forget about that needs to be brought to the attention. And I, I think one of the biggest problems right now we have in dealing with is our veteran population is older. Mm -hmm. And then when we don't have the younger veterans to come in and help us fill in those spots, um, yeah. I, I, I think that that's going to be a big you know, a, a big issue there that we need, that we're going to need help in. No, and I've heard you say that a couple times. And so I, mm -hmm. I think just to reiterate, I mean, you know, I know some people, maybe they don't want to go to a post and they don't want to do some of these things. And that's not something, you know, as far as the younger veterans, but I would encourage um, veterans to get connected to your group, because as you mentioned, there's so many other things that you can do. You don't have to be sitting around in a post. You can be out there volunteering and assisting. So that's, that's a great point. Um, Tracy, um, you've mentioned before that you're a proud woman, Marine veteran, as you should be. Um, can you talk about that? Like whether that's always been the case, was there ever a time that you didn't identify as a veteran? Oh, no, I, um, I mean, going into, into the Marine Corps and, you know, graduating boot camp and going to engineer school and then getting stationed in Yuma, where I said, where the heck is Yuma, Arizona? I found out really quick. Um, but no, I've always been, you know, wearing my Marine Corps t-shirts or patches and my vehicles always have Marine Corps stickers on it because I am very proud. And being a female Marine, um, that's a rare commodity that is, you know, you're, you're a small little tadpole in a big pond. And, you know, I'm very proud to have served our country and in doing it as a capacity as a female veteran. 
That's great. Um, and so there are there are other female veterans, even Marine uh, woman veterans that don't identify. And maybe it's because they didn't serve in combat or maybe there was some bad taste in their mouth from the military. What would you say to them to, to kind of get them to own up to their veteran status? Be proud of what you did. I, I mean, I mean, you did you did the time you did the sacrifice, you know, like they say, um, a United States Marine is a title that is never given. You earned that title. You know, be proud of it. Be proud you served your country, whether you were in a wartime or not. That's great advice. And, you know, I, I am I want to say that I'm proud to know you as a woman veteran, you're you're out there continuing to serve and you're serving multiple populations, not just veterans, but I mean, look at this with Toys for Tots. And so I want to commend you on your service and your many, many, many awards <laughs> and congratulate you on everything that you're doing. And I hope that, um, you know, hope, hopefully you can come down to our Women Veterans Conference in June um, and, 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 and provide some insight to those women there as well. Oh, I would love to do that. Thank you. Thank you. And so, um, as always, if anyone is struggling or they're, they, they need some assistance um, after hearing some of the stories here, just uh, you can call the Veterans Crisis Line at 988. You can always give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back after the break on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Our next guest is Dick Chapman. Dick Chapman is a lifelong Detroiter who served in the U.S. Air Force from 68 to 72 and was discharged with the rank of Staff Sergeant. He retired from AT&T with 35 years of service in 2002. He has had the honor, the high honor of being elected as department commander of the state of Michigan American Legion and currently serves as post adjutant of the Coleman A. Young Legion Post 202 in Detroit. He is a life member of the Vietnam Veterans of America, serves on the Metro Detroit Veterans Coalition Executive Board and was founder of the Veterans Detroit Veterans Day Parade 17 years ago. Thank you so much for your service, Dick, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, you know, before we dive in, I do want to say thank you for your service and, and Vietnam and welcome home that I think it's so important that we continue to honor our Vietnam veterans and welcome them, welcome them home. So thank you. I appreciate that. I just also wanted to share with our listeners that you uh, were, uh, you were the parade manager of this uh, parade recently and, and that you also uh, chaired the Department of Michigan American Legion Homeless Veterans Task Force for seven years. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's your, your, your busy, your busy individual. Yeah. I've, um, when I retired in 2002 from AT&T, I got involved in, in veterans issues. And at that time it was a really huge uh, need to advocate so many veterans walking around that had no clue, including myself, by the way, of the benefits that we were entitled to. And as you know, it's hard for veterans to go out and, and ask for help uh, anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's so true. And and you know, part of what you do is you've been bringing together advocates and groups with your Detroit Veterans Day Parade, which we just had um, on the 6th of November. And I believe it was the first year that a governor has ever attended like any of the program. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Which was, was exciting. It was exciting. Right. Yes, it, was. it was very exciting. Yeah. So can you tell us about um, what, you know, what made you form this parade? Well, it's, uh, it's funny you ask because um, 17 years ago in 2005, we were at a uh, Legion convention and um, about five of us got together and said, you know, um, for Detroit to be the largest city in, in the uh, state of Michigan, we don't have a Veterans Day Parade. And we said, well, why? And well, let's start one. And that's what we did. And that uh, first parade we had, we got about 50 people. Didn't have a clue that you had to get a city permit and all this other great stuff. But it said, we're gonna have a Veterans Day Parade. We marched around uh, Grand Circus Park. And uh, from there, we continued to grow to, um, this past Sunday, we had uh, over 3,000 participants. Wow. Is that the largest? The largest and the best. Maybe because you were there. <laughs> now, you know what? I was there last year, and I, I, I was telling somebody, I said, I feel like there are more people out, but it was such a beautiful day. It's mm-hmm. such a well-orchestrated event. Word of mouth really does work, and the more you all continue to do the work, you all do the work, um, the better, you know, the better outcomes and, 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 and response you're going to have. So you should take all of that credit for putting on a fine, fine parade with a lot of different, I mean, how many people were in the parade? Actually, we had um, 2,719 uh, registered, but we had on parade day, another 200 or so show up. And of course, we're not going to tell them you can't participate because they heard it on the news and so forth. Wow. And then all the people that stood out along this parade route and then the runners as well. So you have a a marathon that happens before that on the same time, right? We're the only parade that has a um, race that runs alongside us. And these uh, folks are representing veterans in their family, or maybe someone that, a veteran that they lost, they're honoring a veteran. And I think our parade is unique in that aspect. Well, I, I will give them their credit on running to honor a veteran. I might run to the store, but I'm not going to run. Uh, <laughs> I think my running days are over since I got out of the military. <laughs> so, um, I understand. Um, and all of the things that you're doing, you're you're an advocate. And so, you know, we're talking about advocacy, too, and making sure that we honor veterans every day and not just on Veterans Day. And so, you know, what are your thoughts on things that people can do, more things that people can do to be advocates for veterans or to serve veterans? Okay. Well, Director, in my opinion, the advocacy for veterans nowadays is very good. Uh, the MVAA, Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, has done an excellent job of getting information out to veterans. Um, by visiting the website and the 800 number, you can get information on about anything that affects veterans' services, employment, education, health, women veterans, 
Michigan Veterans Trust Fund. You can get a copy of your DD-214 and uh, the veteran stakeholders email that goes out to veterans advocates like myself all over the state is full of information to pass on the veterans. In addition to that, we have uh, BCAT, Veterans Community Action Teams, that has been developed uh, to, you know, have a comprehensive network of service providers and community members dedicated to ensuring veterans and their families are served efficiently. Then you have your veteran service organizations, VFW, American Legion, AMVET, Marine Corps League, Vietnam Veterans of America, Disabled American Veterans, and others have extensive uh, email broadcast networks that share information with veterans. In my opinion, a Michigan veteran is better positioned today to get information on veteran services than any time during my 25 years of being involved with veterans. Well, that's great to hear. And it's it's continuing to work with advocates like you and all those advocates across the state that that we are able to continue to move forward because you know each of us is one person, but collectively we can we I, I, I will say we can reach a state, but we can reach a nation. So yeah. um yeah, kudos to everything that you're doing as well. And you know, one of the things I, that caught my attention was that you've worked with homeless veterans. Um, and so what what else is there that we can be doing? I know that I know there's housing shortages, period. So it's not even just for homeless veterans. But if you, if you can get them connected to something, you have to find a place for them. So what else besides like the actual physical buildings? What else could we be doing? Well, I, I think that, you know, we rely on veterans, but I I think just the general public in general can be what we call a Michigan veteran connector. Um, and they can do things like assist veterans that are not computer literate or can't afford internet services, because almost all information about veteran services now, you have to access online. And not all veterans, especially homeless veterans, uh, have that access. Uh, if they know a veteran or a veteran family, um, ask them if they are enrolled in the VA healthcare system or if they belong to a veteran service organization. Many of our older veterans or disabled veterans need rides to the VA appointment or rehab facilities. Provide them rides. Um, if you are sponsoring a, uh, a veterans information event, make it open to the public as well. It's not just to all of the, uh, uh, just call it the veterans only event, open it up to the public because more than likely they know a veteran that they could pass that on. But uh, the homeless veteran situation has gotten a lot better. Um, we, there's a certain group that have each other telephone numbers that we can call each other, um, provide temporary shelter. Uh, I know the American Legion has a, 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 a the trust fund and our own organization that we can provide money for hotel rooms. Um, many of the homeless veterans don't have any identification. So, uh, so we help them that way, so. Well, Dick, I just I want to thank you. I, we're running short on time, but I want to thank you so much for joining us today and for being an advocate in the state of Michigan and for all you do out there in Detroit. Thank you so much. Thank you, Director. Our, you do a hell of a lot for us, too. 
Thank you. Well, all right, we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We're joined by our final guest today, Jeff Yukis. Both of Jeff Yukis's brothers were drafted into the Army and served in Vietnam. In 1974, Jeff drew a high draft lottery number and was not drafted into the service. Jeff has served in the fire service, became licensed as a firefighter, EMT, fire inspector, fire investigator, and finally fire chief. He's been president of the Michigan Bikers Helping Veterans Incorporated for about 10 years. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jeff. Oh, thanks for having me. And and just for our listeners, I wanted to give them a little bit more background on the Michigan Bikers um, Helping Veterans. You are you are a nonprofit charity that receives donated funds to distribute here in Michigan to assist deserving families of the fallen and or wounded service personnel or veterans in critical financial need. Correct. That is correct. And you are you are all volunteers, is what I'm I understand. Hundred percent. We don't take a dime. Okay. And uh, and do you have to be a motorcycle rider to be a part of it? No, you do not. No, nope. a lot of us are uh, bike riders, a lot of old people in leather riding around, <laughs> uh, trying to collect money and get donations for the veterans, but you don't have to ride. We have a lot of cars that follow us in our, in our travel events, and we have a lot of other events that are just stationary. Okay. And so you, you've been the president for 10 years, and is that how long the organization has been in existence? Uh, no, actually, we started in around 2007 as the Michigan Patriot Guard, kind of spurred off from the Patriot Guard riders that uh, we all joined. And uh, we were getting donations uh, for, for our services, basically attending funerals, uh, blocking the protesters. And so we, we kept sending the money in. We decided there was a lot of veterans in Michigan that needed help mm-hmm. here. So we uh, became a separate 501c3. And now we're able to help Michigan veterans with urgent and critical care needs that other organizations may take a long time to do. We can usually get it done in a matter of days. Wow, that's that's great. And so, you know, um, what what made you want to do this work for veterans? Well, uh, with both my brothers going to Vietnam and I didn't, uh, (laughs) it was always kind of lying in the back of my mind that I really didn't give them their due when they returned as very few people did. And uh, after being in the fire service, I realized I still had a need to give and serve others. So uh, when this opportunity came around to help veterans, it was like an honor to my two brothers and to help people that genuinely, uh, some of them gave all to help us. Have they? Have your brothers been involved with the organization at all? No, one is deceased. Um, he had uh, lung cancer, uh, probably attributable to uh, Agent Orange. And the, uh, the other one's still going, and he's up in the UP, and uh, no, he hasn't really participated. Okay. Well, I, I thank you um, for continuing to serve, and, you know, so sorry for your loss. I know, it, you know, we just had this historic legislation that just passed to further assist veterans, including those um, that were in Vietnam, and... Uh, for some, it was too late. So I, I definitely understand that. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about your organization then. Um, and, and first of all, thank you for all you do in the community. I mean, you're first responder. You've 
been a fire chief, you, you, you go in and you battle fires. I, you know, I served in the military and we had our own different types of fires, but, you know, to be able to, to have the bravery and the courage to be able to do that day in and day out and do it for as many years as you did it, that's, that's huge. And so you, you, you've served where we needed that service. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's my honor. Um, so the Michigan bikers, uh, how do you all, how do you, what, what type of things do you do? I know you talked about providing assistance, but do you do events? Like how do you raise awareness and, and even maybe funds? We do, we do have a, uh, a booth with some uh, merchandise items. We do some events we go to with that to help promote our, our organization and the cause. And we do a charity ride uh, a couple times a year. Usually the biggest one is the Heroes Ride in July. It's a four-day, usually a thousand mile or so ride around Michigan and has about a hundred motorcyclists and a whole bunch of other people following us. And that usually is, raises the bulk of our funding for the year. Mm. Uh, for the most part, we keep our um, allocations down to a a, 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 a sizable amount but still something we can handle where we can help many people as opposed to just helping a handful yeah so if uh what we generally do is if someone is in critical need like they're being evicted or their power shut off or their only vehicle uh, is being repossessed or is under repair uh, we will help those people immediately um and usually we're the only ones who can get to that that quickly we don't have that much red tape we have an allocation committee that reviews every one of the uh, applications and that forwards on to the board of directors and they will vote on it. And if it passes with a majority, um, that person gets gets what they really need, a uh, hand up instead of a handout. So so what are the eligibility criteria? Is it just, is it wartime veterans? Is it any veteran with an honorable discharge? Is it only a certain part of the state? Like what are some of those criteria? It is any veteran from any uh, time period um, who was honorably discharged and sometimes under general, mm -hmm. um, depending on the circumstances, uh, we, will, uh, we will help them. It, we're not one of those organizations that are uh, geared for just one narrow group of veterans. We'll help anyone from World War II to currently serving. And we even help the uh, Michigan National Guard, which some of the organizations do not yet uh, assist them. That's good information to know because I know we have a lot of National Guard members who need assistance and this is a great resource. I actually think I just provided this resource along with a couple others to a National Guard member recently. So um, I know that it's it's one where people answer the phone or they, they're responsive. So that's good to good to know and good to hear. Um, I, and you mentioned, you know, the veteran with the repossessed car and you've helped veterans who've lost their jobs and some of the things with mortgages. Um, how many members are on your board or how, how, how many people are advocating and serving with you right now? Oh, we have uh, 15 members of the, uh, of the board, 12 voting members. And then uh, all the other people that come to all of our events are considered members, but we don't have fees. We don't have a uh, sign-up sheet necessarily. Uh, they're just uh, Americans that want to do what they can for the veterans. And they, they like the fact that we've helped people for so many different reasons. We even had one that in uh, in Jackson, I believe, was a veteran had no electricity, hadn't had it all summer. His wife was on oxygen on a concentrator, and they're using a generator to power up a refrigerator and her oxygen. 
and it was getting to be October and the temperatures, I guess the law is if the drops below 30, the uh, family services will remove the children from the home uh, because it's not warm enough. Mm -hmm. They had a, a son that was going to be removed. So we were able to get a hold of the utility company, get the electricity turned back on because they didn't have a smart system. It had, they had to physically go out to the house and turn it on. And then we arranged to have a sheriff's deputy meet the child at the bus when he got off the school bus to be sure that he got it straight with family services that this child was mm. no longer going to be taken. Wow. That, that's advocacy at its finest for sure. And, and I, I definitely want to thank you for your time. Before we wrap up, where can people find out more information if they want to, if they want to apply for assistance, if they want to assist, donate, you know, become a member of the organization? What, what can they do? Well, the website is uh, supportmiveterans.org, supportmichiganveterans.org or just mbhv for Michigan Bikers Helping Veterans.org. Okay. And, uh, there is a veterans help tab there and a complete uh, information and directions on how to fill out the forms, what information we need and how to receive them. And we will get them help. Well, Jeff, I wanna thank you so much for all that you're doing, all that you continue to do. And uh, thank you for your advocacy here in the state. Not a problem, it's always my honor. All right, this is uh, the end of our show. Um, just remember, you can always give us a call at 1-800, which, what is it? Mishbet. That's 1-800-642-4838. And you can get access to any of the resources we talked about today and many more. Thank you for tuning in and we'll, be, we'll see you next week on The Veterans Perspective. <laughs>